We consume and share news today. It is largely rooted in social media. Uh, it's a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online uh, from the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media. And we're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. So I'm finding out for the first time this morning, South Korea technically has OECD's longest paternity leave. I can't highlight enough technically. I'm assuming yeah. it is underutilized. That's right. Um, just how underutilized is it? Well, just one in five fathers, one in five in Korea actually use paternity leave, even though they are entitled to the longest parental leave among OECD member countries. Um, so according to the OECD family database of Korea's total parental leave takers in the year 2021, just under 23% were fathers. Um, this figure obviously stands in stark contrast with countries that implement actively what is called a father's quota system. Uh, these countries include Sweden, Iceland, and Norway. Now, in these countries, non-transferable leave periods are reserved specifically for fathers, mm -hmm. uh, which results in men accounting for more than 40% of parental leave takers. Now, other European countries like France, Luxembourg, Portugal, Belgium, Finland, and Sweden have mixed systems in place that grant fathers both paternity leave and father-specific parental leave. Because we're making these comparisons, I wonder, are there countries where the majority of the parental leave takers are in fact men? Yes, in fact, uh, and that country was Luxembourg. Mm. Um, over in that country, 53.3% of parental leave takers were men. Um, over in the U.S., fathers constitu constituted 38% of those who took parental yeah. leave. In Japan, 15.3% of parental leave takers were men. So we might be closer to our neighboring country in far yes. as those stats go. Just how long of a leave are Korean and Japanese fathers entitled to? So as of 2021, Korean and Japanese fathers um, were technically entitled to 52 weeks mm. of leave, which is the longest period out of all OECD countries. Uh, by contrast, paternity leave periods reserved for fathers in France and Iceland uh, were 26 weeks and 20 weeks, respectively. Um, some more comparisons for every 100 births, nearly 350 men used paternity leave in Sweden, while just 14 men took advantage <laughs> of the system in Korea. You know, let that let those numbers you know process for a little bit. 350 men in Sweden versus 14 in Korea. Okay, so it's not even a close race. No. It's like an entirely different conversation happening in, in, yep. in these countries. And that seems to be the problem. Maybe it, it points to a deeper, more complex uh, 
cultural uh, circumstances, the environment that doesn't allow these men and fathers to take their rightful leave to parent their kids, which in inverse means someone has to take care of the kid and yeah. it's probably the mother. The percentage of women participating in Korea's labor force below, of course, is, is below the OECD average. That's right. Around 60% of Korean women participate in the workforce, which is below the OECD average of 64%. Mm. Uh, South Korea also has the highest gender wage gap of 31.1% among the OECD countries as of 2021. Okay, the thing is, we've learned uh, to decipher these facts with a a little bit of grain of salt because there are some um, uh, resolutions being made, some changes, mind you, at snail speed, but it is happening. Uh, There have been some changes in recent years if we get a closer look at the data. That's right. Uh, Data from Korea's labor ministry shows actually a rapid growth in the number of fathers taking Mm. parental leave in Korea in recent years. uh, The latest tally was 37,800 in 2022, Mm. which is almost 29% of the total number of people who took parental leave in Korea. Mm. Now that figure is up 30.5% compared to a year earlier Mm. in 2021. So that is quite a jump, Mm. although we still have a long way to go. This recent growth is driven by employees in the public sector Mm. because government agencies and public organizations have been implementing policies that encourage and support fathers to take parental leave. So it starts there. Can it expand for for a bigger conversation at different private companies? That seems to be a point. But I mean, normalizing, I think, parental leave for fathers, that seems to be something that has to happen over a similar course of time. We've been talking about how South Korea has the lowest birth rate in the the entire world, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we keep setting, breaking our own record. And so many factors contribute to the fact that, you know, younger people these days are no longer having babies. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, uh, you know, uh, an important factor that Mm -hmm. we have to consider. We have to make parents want to have have babies. (laughs) I mean, and and ensured that if we decide to have yeah. kids, that there will be enough support from right. our, our workplaces, uh, government welfare. And this is a start. Why does yeah. it feel like we're, we're just miles and miles behind? But nonetheless, we'll regularly revisit the topic because yes. it seems to strike a sense of urgency. Let's move on to our second uh, buzzword of the day. I mean, there are things that we excel at in Seoul City. (laughs) We like getting things done fast and efficiently. And apparently come September, we're thinking of upping our subway rides to a whole new level. That's right. So the government is currently developing a system to monitor in real time just how busy subway stations are in the greater Seoul area. Mm. Now, this is a part of the government's latest efforts to avoid accidents caused by overcrowding. And uh, we know, especially after what happened last October, just how sensitive people are when it comes to overcrowding. And we should be. Mm. Um, Now, the development of the data analysis model is going to be completed by August, so not not too far off. So starting with Seoul subway stations in the month of September, uh, the congestion levels at each subway station will be shown on the Seoul Metro app. Okay, so overcrowding at certain subway transfer stations where a lot of the major lines overlap, it has often
often led to accidents and emergency situations. People fell on escalators yeah. and staircases because you can see crowds and crowds just kind of pushing along, as well as, of course, getting stuck in closing subway doors. Yeah. Um, hopefully this new model mm. is going to help prevent, uh, you know, safety related accidents. So the new model is going to show just how densely packed each subway station is. And uh, it's going to be able to do this by figuring out the number of people on the platforms. Ah. Now, the numbers are going to be calculated based on three different factors. Number one, how many transportation cards are scanned when going into and out of the stations, uh, the arrival and departure times of trains, and the size of the platforms. The degree of congestion is going to be calculated by dividing the number of people on the platform by the platform area. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's going to be categorized into three different levels of congestion. Uh, sparse, normal, or crowded. It sounds simple enough that it sounds like it will work. What happens when a subway platform is then overcrowded? Does, does it discourage people from getting on board? Yes, exactly. When a subway platform is overcrowded, uh, messages are going to be displayed outside the station mm. and near the ticket gates, uh, asking people to use perhaps alternative transport options mm. when it's available. Uh, the guidelines for the levels of crowding are being developed uh, based on studies of two stations mm. on the Seoul Metro line, uh, Kunja Station and Changhanpyeong Station, as well as 10 stations on the Kimpo Gold Line. Mm. Uh, you know, that the, the 10 stations along that line will also be analyzed. All right. So uh, come this, well, actually, maybe summer, right? August, right? Mm -hmm. This new system will be implemented. We'll see how it goes. But I've got to say, I mean, during the morning and evening commute hours, fundamentally, is there a way to alleviate this? I'm not quite sure, but we should certainly try. That's right. All right. On to our final story today. Uh, Erica, I know you're a well-traveled woman. When you go to these tourist destinations and you see people tossing their coins into usually bodies of water uh -huh. <laughs> and making a wish, what are your thoughts? <laughs> um, oh, here we go again. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's just a given, you know, <laughs> when there is a large body of water, usually really beautiful, you see people sort of like standing on the observatory deck, throwing, you know, coins over their shoulders. I've seen it. I've never done it because I don't see the point. <laughs> <laughs> Taking fate into her own hands, spoken like a boss woman. I love it. I, I wouldn't expect anything less from you, Erica. So apparently, it's a perfectly good coin, right? Yeah, that too. And I always do wonder. I mean, who gets to clean up that mess afterwards? Because I mean, after a while, that probably stacks up. Mm. That brings us they to do. our next story. <laughs> yeah, so volunteers and staff members uh, from the Iguazu National Park uh, carried out a cleaning operation earlier this week on the Brazilian side of the Iguazu Falls to remove coins thrown into the area. Uh, according to the park spokesperson, approximately 120 kilograms of coins Ooh. have been collected as of Tuesday. And the coins amount to over 2,000 Brazilian real, uh, which is a, a little over 400 U.S. dollars. Considering it's 120 kilograms of coins, that yeah. really doesn't amount to a lot. Okay, <laughs> but let me guess. Do, do people make wishes again by throwing these coins into the yeah. waterfalls? It has to be, right? That is exactly why they do it. <laughs> now, for them, it, it might be something fun to do, take photos, mm. a wish made. But for the park, these sort of 
touristy practices, they pose an environmental problem. Um, and according to the park, it's really necessary to raise awareness among visitors to avoid this practice, both with coins and other items. And my objective was not to shame people who do this. I, I can see why right. you do it. You're and you're you're in a, probably a vacation high, and you want yeah. to wish usually people around you well. I've seen many of my family members do it, and I understand. But there's a lesson to be learned. Um, we're we're wrecking havoc on the environment and if we can find a better way to make wishes it might be good uh, don't throw the coins into the one of the world's natural wonders take that's photos right. instead that's right now according to biologists uh, these coins uh, over time they dissolve mm. and their heavy metals including nickel and copper they contaminate the water uh -huh. Additionally, animals, especially fish and perhaps aquatic birds, can mistake the coins for prey. Um, and ingesting these coins obviously causes problems in these organisms. Now, the operation to remove the coins was carried out at this time because they were marking World Environment Day. Ah. And like you said, I understand, you know, Iguazu Falls is probably one of those places on everybody's bucket list, right? It's it's a natural wonder. It's mm. so, so beautiful. But uh, remember that it is also our job as tourists to help preserve mm. these natural wonders. Mm. And if you listen to social media minute regularly and our environmental <laughs> fixture, you probably don't need the reminder, but there we have it. Right. The collected coins will apparently be used towards, well, you've guessed it, an environmental project. That's right. That's right. Thank you very much, Erica. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.